Hey church, welcome to the Rives Church Podcast. We are so excited about this new adventure we're starting. Uh, my name is Pastor Caleb. I'm the youth pastor here, and I have about a decade of ministry experience and a lifetime of ministry experience. So uh, this is Pastor JP. I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do I say? Lot, lot of ministry experience, uh, mm-hmm. various churches and ministries from music to whatever, you name it, missions. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of years, a lot of years in. A lot of years. Seen a lot. How many years have you been here at Rives? Uh, in, uh, going on 20. Wow. 20. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me check. Yeah, yeah going on 20 years. So, that's awesome. Yeah, I've years. been on staff at Rives for two years, but I actually grew up since sixth or seventh grade, so... I think between the two of us, we have probably 30 years in Rives in this county, in this church, and we're just excited to kind of talk about life and some things that are happening and just share it with you and just have a conversation. A little bit of a different format. Yeah. But good. 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 I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited that I don't have to do all the talking. (laughs) That's what I'm excited about. Me too. Yeah. I lose my voice usually on Sunday afternoons. I'm... Mm-hmm. So today, uh, I'm sure you've seen it going around, but um, Asbury University in Kentucky yep. uh, had what's called a revival, and it's been going on. I think it officially ended, quote unquote, last night. Last night, I think that's um, what I heard. So it's been going on for two weeks since the seventh. Seventh. So they've had this revival going on, just nonstop people there, um, students, people driving across the nation. Flying in. Flying in, yep. people spending their life savings just to go see what's happening at this college campus chapel is <laughs> kind of crazy. So we wanted to talk about revival and just kind of what that means and what it means for us as a church here in Podunk Town, Rives Junction, Michigan. Yeah, the you know, the whole history of revival goes way, way back. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there's... Um, of course, different denominations that yeah. were involved in that. And the the big one that I can think of is the Azusa Street Revival that happened. Um, that was pretty big. Done quite a bit of research and reading on that. And it was amazing to hear some of the stories and, and some of the testimonies of what happened. But I, it might be just me, but I'm always kind of like when I hear of that, I'm like... Mm. A little bit skeptical. A little right? bit skeptical yeah. and scary. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. What happened? And I, th- I think those are th- some things maybe we should talk about. You yeah. Know, just kind of explore it a little bit. But yeah. yeah. And and I don't want to discredit anything that's happening there no. or across the. Na- I mean, it's spread. I've heard of several college campuses and churches. I don't want to discredit the Holy Spirit working, but I think there should be concerns and there should be things we should kind of go. Is this is this legit? Is it not legit? And again, I don't want to discredit what the Holy Spirit's doing, but yeah. there are things where we should kind of be skeptical and, and think about it and evaluate it. So I always think I always think of this like I was as I was reading. You know, I've been following it like like you have. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have, and um, you know, I've always thought to myself, okay, well, how do we know that something's real? Like, right. how do we know it's from God, <clears throat> and how do we know that? He's actually the one in the center of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more, but even our church, Rives, yeah. experienced uh, a revival 
um, many years ago. 1971. 1971. It was written in the book uh, Flames of Freedom mm -hmm. um, with the Cetera brothers mm -hmm. and the things that happened in this community and, you know, what God was doing and how he did. And that, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, but you always ask yourself, like, okay, if it was real, then what happened? Like, how... How did it motivate people and empower people to do ministry and do things that the Lord wanted them to do? So, yeah, I guess that's a big part of it. You know, for me, like, okay, does it line up with Scripture? Yeah. I'm always asking myself that question. You know, Paul, um, in one of his epistles, he says, you need to test the spirits, see whether they be good or bad. Like, what is it? Is is the Spirit of God in the center of this? Is he being honored and glorified and are people being... Um, equipped mm -hmm. to do ministry. Mm -hmm. So that, that's one of the things, I guess. That, you know. Well, and along that, like, we, we hear of these revivals going on, and I asked you this this morning before we got in here, like, does a revival mean your chapel service just goes longer? Is that what revival means? Because, I mean, you think of, like, EMTs, they revive people. They bring them back to life. So revival, really, it comes from the Latin word. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but it comes from a Latin word that means to, like, restart, to realive. And so, like, we keep throwing the term revival around. Is that what it means? Does it mean we had a 24-hour chapel service? Or does it mean people's lives are renewed or restarted or reawakened? In my mind, like, like one of the things about revival and that word um, that scares me is in order to state something or label something as a revival, you would have to admit that you were dead. Mm -hmm. So like in the Christian life, I'm thinking, hold on. Um, is my Christian life at that point yeah. to where I'm dead? And so I need to be revived or is there something still going on in me? Is God still doing something in me um, in our churches that, it's maybe not so much that he's dead, that mm -hmm. he's not doing something, but we're kind of complacent and we've become numb to certain things. So that whole word revival just kind of... <laughs> kind of spooks you a little. It spooks me a little bit. I'm like, you know, yeah. do we really want to admit that, you know, there needs to be a revival at a church because then we have to admit that we're dead mm -hmm. first because in order for something to be revived... It's got to be real... Yeah. It, it's it had to have been dead at some yeah. point and not active, so that always just kind of you know wigs me out. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. You know, like how does that how does that fit into our thinking? You know about what God has done in us and what He's trying to do in us. Well, and and you think about revival, like a lot of times as Christians, when we say revival, it's when we're talking about somebody else. I'm praying for revival for our schools, or I'm praying revival for our churches, or I'm praying revival for my neighbor or my husband or my wife, or, you know, it's somebody else. And, and you mentioned Flames of Freedom, and I, I've actually been reading that book just because I, I was curious about the revival that happened here. Um, and in the book, he, talk, he quotes, I don't know who he quotes, but he quotes somebody, and he says, revival is God's fingers pointed at you. Mm -hmm. And so all these people, you know, the church ladies praying for revival in the schools, do you know what you're praying? Because yeah. what you're really praying is for God to call you out on your stuff. Yeah, usually when I hear revival spoken of, like we need revival, we need this, we need that, I mm -hmm. think to myself, well, usually that starts within. Mm -hmm. You know, 
and it, maybe it's not something that's so outward more than it is inward. Yeah. And uh, many times I've seen this happen where we leave ourselves out of it. Oh know? yeah. Let's hold on a second. Uh, I don't know if that's that's a little scary. I've never, you know, I spoke on this Sunday. We've never done it that way before. Like, mm-hmm. Dangerous. Uh, I'm not sure. Dangerous not church sure words. And so we get a little <clears throat> bit nervous when it starts to get personal. Yeah. And then it gets real. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm not so sure. Do I want that? You know. Do, you know. Am I ready for that type of thing? Yeah. So those are things I think that, that need to be considered. But, you know, when when it comes to revival, I think to myself, I'm not sure. And, of course, you know, the whole, you know, Asbury College thing and now Lee College from mm-hmm. what I see and read. And and I'm not, I'm not saying the guy can't do something. I would never say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, maybe he is doing something. Maybe the Spirit of God is doing something. But, you know, they're... There are concerns I have. I'm not there, so I'm. Yeah. I'm. I don't want to throw shade on them. In right. Exactly. Any way, but I do have concerns. Like, okay, you know, I've watched some of the videos. I've seen some of the things that have happened, and I think to myself, man, people are flying in from all over. Yeah. The world now. Yeah. Like, people have, you know, all of the United States for sure, but other people have heard, <laughs> and I've as I've watched the videos, you know, I've heard. Things like, well, you know, the spirit of God really showed up. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, wait, if there's believers in the room, the spirit of God was already or, or there. two or more are gathered. Yeah. yeah, he's already there. So why do we have to invite him to show up? And, mm-hmm. you know, from the word theologically, I, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, <clears throat> hold on a second. Like, I'm... I don't necessarily see in scripture where you get this second wave of the spirit and he shows up outside of a believer and is it possible and God works? Of course. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to deny any of that, but we need to be very careful, you know, about how we, I think how we word things and how we present things. Yeah. You know, because many times if we're not careful, then it turns into sensationalism and emotionalism. And then it's just a really big praise and worship service. Mm-hmm. And it was extended What's, and the musicians are tired and they yeah. just want to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, speaking on that, like I saw a, I think it was a TikTok video of a guy who's a deconstructed Christian, I guess. So like grew up in the church, but isn't a believer anymore. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about this revival And he made a really good point. He said, like, this looks just like all the other church, like very self-centered, me, 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 from the outside. Again, we don't want to discredit the Holy Spirit, what he's doing, but it looks like, look at what I'm doing. You know, look at this worship service, look at this two-week thing. But then he said, what's happening around the community? Mm -hmm. Like, are homeless people being fed? Are blind people being taken care of? Are widows being taken care of? Are the So, like... All these people, thousands of people, is the gospel being, is the gospel being preached? Yeah. <laughs> so, is it just for believers or is it for non-believers? Yeah, I mean, those are <clears throat> you know, <sighs> it's hard, <laughs> you know, because it's like okay, you know, somebody who has some knowledge mm-hmm. and they're standing back and looking at it from a perspective of 
well, what I used to believe, I'm struggling with believing, or I don't believe it anymore, simply because it doesn't look any different yeah. than what I see. And so then it gets confusing. And I'm, man, by no means, you know, should people not, you know, believe that God can do something. And, mm-hmm. and, and I hope he, I hope he ha- is working Absolutely. in students. Now there is, you know, as I read, there is a pretty widespread thing going on with college, on college campuses and kids, you know, the 18 to 25s, um, where they're, um, having this desire to like they're hungry. Yeah, they're they're coming back to find something that gives them hope and something they can mm-hmm. you know sink their teeth into and believe in something, and so I think that's a great thing. I really do, and in no way do I you know think that you know God can't do things. Yeah. Of course He can, right? Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like we need to be careful that we don't make it about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I noticed about this the recent thing with Asbury and and Lee college, um, which I think is great. I mean, people are being drawn to Christ and they're repenting of their sins and they're they're acknowledging that they've made some choices that weren't necessarily yeah. good choices. Um, and, and so they're turning to God and, and the things that he would want in them or want for them. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it didn't take very long for this to reach national news. Yeah. And I thought to myself, why can't we just leave them alone and let God do what he wants to do? Why do we, why does this have to make news? Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's big, but anytime that happens, there's always this fear of it becoming sensationalized and um, over, it's like an, uh, it's over the top where they focus on something that wasn't the original intent. Yeah. You know, um, I've read the, I did read the, um, the statement that Asbury College came out with about the revival ending, mm-hmm. you know, and how they were going to handle it. And I give those guys kudos. I mean, they, I think they handled it well. And I think, you know, how they transitioned past it, mm-hmm. it the event, um, in terms of, okay, now people need to be empowered yeah. to to do what God wants, but there's always that fear. Is it real or is it not real? Mm -hmm. And I think with any revival, if you read revival history, which I've studied um, quite a bit, and, Mm -hmm. you know, just like, what was God doing? What happened? The only, I think one of the main things, like if you want to figure out if revival's real, the only way you can do that is by allowing time Mm. to reveal it. What did the people do after yeah. they experienced this revival thing? It's it's like the high school camp high. Yeah. The, the Friday yeah, I night went to campfire camp for a week talk. and it's yeah. awesome and you know God is good. I'm gonna take him to my school, but then two weeks later you're back on the same you're on trend. the same path. Yeah. Like, okay, so does that necessarily mean it wasn't real? No. no. But a lot of times, you know, actions, you know, really have a loud voice yeah you know they say actions speak louder than words yeah you know if it was real and people are actually you know recommitting and and acknowledging where they are then you'll see it you know you'll you'll see it it's like the fruit on the tree yeah you know and so that that's the 
that's one of the big things I think for me, like, okay, I'm cool with that. You know, I, I hope God did do something. I hope he was working. Um, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Is yeah. God in it? Let's see what he's going to do. Yeah. You know, but anyway, well, let's, let's, uh, um, let's transition into the revival that happened here, mm. because I mean, our church is actually called the church that revival built. Like many yes. people don't know, but Rives was founded on revival. Yes, it was. Um, so, I mean, you're on the Rives history committee you're yep. on some of that stuff. So, like, do you want to talk about some of that, or you know, some of the things uh, the community of Rives um, has been around for a long, long, long time, mm-hmm. and. Um, Rives, um, actually Rives Church was called at first the Rives Junction Baptist Church, yep. and it was formed from a small Sunday school program f- from a church in Jackson, uh, the city of Jackson, south of here, probably 10, 15 minutes. And so that started the thing going, you know, mm-hmm. started uh, um, people hearing about God and and, and wanting to be involved in that kind of thing. And and so that doesn't mean it didn't exist before that. But, right. you know, the church downtown um, back in the 70s, and I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures mm-hmm. of the amount of people. I mean, they were standing in the streets. And um, back in the 70s, they, you know, they invited a couple brothers. Yep. The Soterra Twins. Soterra Twins, yeah. Yeah, and they started this revi- They started this speaking, and mm-hmm. and they actually um, started in the church. And then um, they would speak, and one brother would get tired, and another brother would get up and speak, and then he would get tired, and mm-hmm. then they'd have a break, and then they'd come back. And what happened was, from my understanding, talking to people who were there, and we ha- the cool part about it is we have people exactly. at our church today. <laughs> Who were there? Yeah, and so we're hoping to maybe get to talk to them. Yeah, um, for sure. They're they're seasoned adults, <laughs> and, and so I'm not so sure how they would do with the whole camera thing yep. and yep. the microphones. But um, we're gonna try to try to get them on tape and see if we can't get there yeah. firsthand. What happened? Like what happened here, and and how did it impact the community? All I know is it got to the point where. I'm pretty sure they had to move to Youth Haven. They did. So I've actually been reading the the Flames of Freedom book, and the first chapter is all about the revival that happened mm-hmm. here. Um, and so what happened, there was actually a church split. Yes. There was a huge split before, and the Satara brothers um, weren't even going to come. They were busy. Yep. And the pastor at the time said, well, I'm going to pray there's a cancellation, and I'm going to call back this week. And he called back that week, and there was a cancel in their schedule, and they came. So there was this huge church split. These two random twin brothers come in and start a two-week revival, the the speaking series. And it said in the book, like, Rives is a farm town. We're, we're, we're in the middle of a cornfield, <laughs> man. We're a church in a cornfield. Like, we're a destination we're, church. Yeah. We're not just on the corner. We're, we're in the corn. Yeah. And so, like, but it said the farmers were all mad that we, they were meeting throughout the week. They didn't want to come. And so it said once it started growing, the farmers left their tractors in the fields yeah, they sure did. and started coming to church. And so it, it kind of it grew to the point where um, by the end of it, there was 1,500 people, and they were meeting at Youth Haven Ranch. Like, I do not know what we would do if 1,500 people <laughs> walked into this place. Even, 
I would freak out. Yeah, a little like, bit. What you know? What is God doing? <clears throat> but and that's that's what caused. So the church was downtown. Yep. This revival is what built the building we're in now. Yep. And and what's cool is in the book it said they built this building because at the time there was over a hundred youth actively involved. What in would church. you do if you had a hundred youth in the youth group? Throw up. <laughs> right, right. Throw up and cry and yeah. help for, ask for help. But And it would be awesome. But that's what they said. There was 100 active youth in the church on a church that was founded based on kids. And here we are almost you know, 200 years later. Man. Like, our church history is just really cool. I, I, like, like, what I, do you do with that? <laughs> so what if... Like thinking about revival, thinking of, you know, this happened at Rives. Mm-hmm. It's real. Like revival's mm-hmm. real. We mm-hmm. can't say it's not. And and I think like, you know, the Flames of Freedom, that book and and how it laid it out really, really demonstrated like, okay, once the Satara brothers left, yeah. um, they had to build a new building. Yeah. Like you could see the aftermath of people really trusting um, what God was doing and committing their lives to walking with God and being, you know, the the salt and light that yep. they were supposed to be and salty and lit. Yeah, right. And and so it's like, you know, when I say, well, you only only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Well, it happened here, mm-hmm. like, and time did tell because they were at Youth Haven. Okay, we have a hundred youth. Yeah, way more adults. Yeah, we need more space. And now we have, we were given, back then they were given a 37-acre cornfield by a farmer. You know, hey, here's, build your church here. And and so many of the people, and actually one of my friends, one of the older uh, ladies in the the church, you'll probably get mad that I said that about her, but um, she's a good friend of mine. And she was actually 18 Mm -hmm. when that happened. And so it's like, you know, they're still here. Yeah. And and I always think to myself, you know, as I think about, okay, leading rives, like, where are we going? Like, what made us who we are? Yeah. And I personally don't believe that God just plopped us down in the middle of 37 <laughs> acres in the middle of a cornfield for nothing. Yeah. Like, he has a plan. And, and sometimes, you know, those take time to reveal themselves and... And but I, you know, I it makes me a little nervous because as of recently, we're experiencing I don't know if I'd call it a revival, but we have new people walking in the door every week. Every and we're week. like, who are you? Yeah. We're glad you're here. You know, a month ago we had what, 20 new plus kids yeah. registered in our children's program and and you know. And I always say to the guys, what are we going to do? We're going to need more space, guys. We're going to need another cornfield. What if God decides to recreate 1971 mm-hmm. here at Rise because of our heart for him and reaching out to others mm-hmm. in the community and winning people for Jesus and watching believers grow? Like, yeah. what, what what happens? What are, And do I feel like um, I'm ready for that? 100% no. No. Do I feel like as a church we're ready for that? We're trying to be. We're trusting God, but no. Yeah. And so, you know. Are you ever ready for God's timing, though? Uh, no. <laughs> so, and no. that's the thing. Well, and 
just kind of the whole revival aspect. And like, like you said, time will tell, um, just a quote that I liked from, from that book, it says, um, God's method of watering the earth is to send intermittent rain, but sometimes he sends a downpour. And so even though like there was this flood, there was 1500 people and now we're roughly, you know, 300, 350 here on a Sunday. Um, time will tell just because 1500 people aren't here doesn't mean that 1500 people weren't impacted. No. Right. So, and that's the thing, like with this Asbury revival, we said it can't stay there. Like it can't stay in the chapel of Asbury in Kentucky. No, it's got to go. Yeah. Well, you know, it has, I, I think, you know, God, first and foremost, we know that God is most passionate about his own glory. Yeah. Right. He's passionate about, the fact that he is the ultimate creator um, and owner mm-hmm. of everything. And so he just chooses to use people to do that. For who are not worthy are to not be worthy choosed. Or ready yeah, for chosen. That. And there are times in history where he just decides to do it in big numbers. Yeah. Um, and obviously our culture needs that. Oh, yeah. You know, spend thirty seconds watching the news, which I don't. Um, and you'll know, man. We need something. You know, we need to. People need Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, in the ultimate end. And, but how do we go about that? And are we ever ready for that type of thing? And I'm not sure. I'm not sure anybody is ever ready. I mean, we pray for it, right? Oh, yeah. Lord, you know, please, yeah. yeah, do revival. Yeah. And then when it happens, when it happens, we're like. Wait, (laughs) what? And that's exactly what he said in the book again. He said the very people that were praying for revival in their churches were the ones that were most reluctant to go. Even the pastors, even the pastors, there was one that said, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't the pastor because he was afraid of what he was going to like open up in his own heart. I wouldn't have come to this service tonight if I wasn't. If I knew, right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. (laughs) It's scary at the same time because we don't really, you know, I think we underestimate, you know, we read the word, we study, Mm -hmm. we pray, we ask God to do something in us, right? Mm -hmm. And then when he starts to do it, we're like, "Uh, what? What are you doing? Uh, I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm not ready for that. You know, that wasn't in my plan. And I've experienced that yep. myself. You know, there are things that have happened in my life, and I'm like, uh, well, but my plan was this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, okay, JP, I don't want to do that right now. I got something bigger for you. Yeah. And, you know, I think of our transition here at Rives and all the things that have happened, and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, yeah what are we going to do? <laughs> and I believe God, you know, he has his way of working things out and in the ultimate end i think he puts us in positions you know like drawing people to himself so that we're dependent on him yeah you know yesterday we talked about the apostle paul philippians chapter 3 verses 1 through 11 where paul says everything that i did i count as loss Mm -hmm. only only so that i can pursue the excellent you know you know knowing christ and knowing him and and you know, being conformed to his death and I can experience that stuff. But when that comes down to reality, like when you really have to do that as a believer that, 
you know, you have to ask yourself, man, I, am I really ready for that? And yeah. is that really what I wanted? And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. And so this whole, the whole thing of revival and I, I'm sure the, you know, I was thinking about this the other, you know, with the Asbury revival, I'm thinking, I wonder, the administration was ready for that. You know, <laughs> the guys that run the college, yeah. were they ready for that? And the multi-sites that they had to open up. Like, were that was the admin of the admin ready? I watched the whole sermon <clears throat> that yeah. started it. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. And yeah. I'm thinking, that was good, but was it that good? Was it that good? I was gonna ask the same question. I watched the just I mean, the he end was a good speaker. He's a I very good it. speaker. I enjoyed yeah. it. But I, I was gonna ask you this earlier. Um it, it's interesting how throughout the revival when he has spoken how simple like he's 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 sticking to simple scripture Very Roman, Romans 3:23 like simple and and I think in our churches and in our Christian culture we've made this very complex yeah and you think of like the church of acts yeah it wasn't complex it was Jesus died for us and we're going to live our lives for him 5000 people get saved <laughs> like, I mean, how does that happen? Yeah, and so I, I did think that was interesting. The sermon clips I'd seen of him were just simple, like truth to the gospel. So we do know the gospel was being teach, taught there. Mm-hmm. What happens is what's the ripple? Yeah, and that's the funny part about you know when I when I'm speaking at times, you know, I think mm-hmm. to myself, let's not make this complicated. Yeah, you know, let's not cloud it with personal preference mm-hmm. and this is how we've always done it and we've never done it that way that kind of I hate stuff those words in church I me hate too. I, I, it, it just, drives me nuts yeah, i'm like makes uh, your you skin know, crawl and i get doing things the right way yeah. i get you know you know here's the thing the gospel is simple right mm-hmm. the death burial and resurrection of jesus so we, we preach the gospel we're not going to preach another gospel but how god uses that mm-hmm. is so diverse yeah. You know, I was talking to a missionary couple this morning and they're headed to Papua New Guinea and their their hope is to plant a church. And yeah. I'm thinking the church in Papua New Guinea is so much different than the American church, <laughs> yeah. you know. And it doesn't look the same. But here's the difference or or maybe the similarity would be a better way to say it. It the gospel's the same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, today and, and forever. Yeah, and if we can continue to make sure that people understand that, you know, this all comes out of knowing that Christ died for us, and knowing that He lives in us, and mm-hmm. knowing that He wants us to mature, and that, you know, that that's His desire for us. You know, many times we think, well, it's too simple, and don't we have to do this, and don't we have to do that? Well. We're not saying that the New Testament doesn't give us guidelines, because it does, yeah. right? It tells us where to go, what to do, how to behave, how to dress, how to act, how mm-hmm. to speak. And we do those things because they honor God. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to revival, if what flows out of that honors God and draws people to Jesus and believers are matured, I would 100% say that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I wasn't there, so... yeah. I'm not going to, you know, I don't, I'm not going to dog them. No. But, you know, we have to be very careful. I mean, even, okay, so the Apostle Paul, right? He was a Pharisee. Yeah. He had this interaction with Jesus 
and it completely changed his life. Mm. You want to talk about revival? Yeah. Okay. Like that's that's an instance. Now, like you read scripture and Paul's saying, hey, yeah, I know that's the way we used to do it. But but that's yeah. not that's, that's not, not right anymore. That's not right anymore. Yeah. And so we have to be very careful, you know, not to discredit or yeah. how God wants to work and move and you know, and how he wants to use people, which I think is pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool that the students got on a two-week worth of class. Yeah, I'm sure they do, too. I'm thinking, wow, how are they going to catch up with that stuff? Yeah. You know, that, you know I, I was thinking of the, uh, I was thinking of the um, instructors, and I'm thinking, uh, mm-hmm. they must be like... Right before spring break. Yeah, and, but what about my syllabus? And, <laughs> you know, Jesus don't care Jesus about don't syllabus. don't care about your syllabus. You know? <laughs> He's trying to do something. Yeah. You know? And I think, but, it's, I think it's... I was thinking of John 15, like... Just apart from me, you can do nothing. And so just to, I don't know if we're wrapping up or if we're going to talk for hours more, but just to, just to wrap it up, like just the idea of revival and, and what's going to happen apart from me, you can do nothing. And so like the Holy Spirit is active. I won't discredit that. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is living and active. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's active, he's working, and I do believe he's working across these college campuses in America. Um, I just pray, I don't pray for the revival, I pray for the ripple. What's going to happen after? Yeah, what's he going to do? Yeah, and let the Holy Spirit do it, not what is is the pastor of Asbury College going to do? What is JP going to do? What is Caleb going to do? What is the Holy Spirit going to do? And and that that's exciting because, you know, the spirit of God in Ro- in Romans eight, and I I have it open here. Mm-hmm. He says this: um, uh, if the spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, mm-hmm. He who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life mm-hmm. to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, the Spirit of God living in every believer. You don't have to get in your car and go to a location mm. where it's kind of blown up. Yeah. And it's obvious that the, the, the Holy Spirit God, is here. Yeah, He is. Listen, the Holy Spirit was, is here right now. Yeah. The second living you believe, in us, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. He's here at Rhymes. Like, you don't have to drive anywhere to experience mm-hmm. the working of the Spirit of God in you or in a body of believers. It's a matter of are you going to choose to allow him to work to work yeah. in you? Like, are you going to allow him to empower you and allow him to move you on and to do different things for him? Yeah. And the Spirit of God leads us all differently. He doesn't lead us against his word, but he leads us all differently because he has different things for us. And, and I mean, I get excited about that. I was just, before I came in here, I was texting um, a guy c- comes to our church and he was asking me about the Apostle Paul and, you know, whether Apostle Paul walked by faith and, and was he preaching by faith? And I thought to myself, okay, we have got people in our church who are studying God's word mm. Their nose is in the book. Amen. And the Spirit of God is working in them. Exactly. They don't need me. No. They have the word. They have the word. Now, I can explain it to them and yep. talk through it. 
but it's exciting to me that it's not Sunday. It's Monday. Yeah. It's Monday, and yeah. he's studying the Bible, and I'm thinking, I, this is awesome, man. I, I had a similar experience this morning. Um, my cousin, who grew up in Arizona, I've met maybe twice in my life. I think my mic's too far away. Um, he texted me out of the blue, hey, uh, I was listening to Genesis. Why did this happen? Like, why did God favor Abel's? And I was like, all right, like, yeah, right. this is awesome. Right. And I think when people start to do that, like, because, you know, the Spirit of God uses mm-hmm. the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to look real far. Get your nose in the book. Get your nose in the book, Heck and the yeah. Spirit of God can open things up. Like, He illuminates your mind. He mm-hmm. He shows you things. I've read passages for years, and then I read it again, and I'm thinking, What? Did I miss that? Yeah. No, it's the Spirit of God at work, and He does that in every believer. Yeah. And if we can get to the point where we're like, Okay, I'm going to depend on Him. I'm not going to depend on others. I'm going to allow the Spirit of God to work in me and allow him to do his work and show mm-hmm. me what he wants. Um, that That's where it gets, uh, that's where things start to get crazy. You're like, yeah. okay, what's God doing now? Yeah. Well, and you think about it, like the disciples who started the Christian church in Acts, like who founded this this religion, basic, basically, they were teenagers. That's a mind blower. They were teenage apprentices, like fishermen, working class teenagers. They weren't theologians. They weren't scholars. Nope. They weren't pastors. Nope. They were, except for Peter and uh, um, one other paid the temple tax. So I think all of them were under 20. Um, with no degree, I, I, no seminary, no nothing. Like they, they started the movement. Because Christ started in them. You know, one of the things, you know how culture changes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 we consider the Word of God like living water. Yeah. You know, the Bible talks about it. It'll be springing up in John. It talks about it in John chapter 4. And, you know, we're so many times we're used to water being delivered the same way. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, if you go back and remember... There were times, there are people in our church today who used to have to go outside to the hand pump to get water. Yeah. Well, now they go inside and turn the spigot on and the water's just there. Yeah. Same water. Yeah. Different delivery mode. Yeah. And and it, to me, it just illustrates like God can use different modes. Um, for instance, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Somebody's listening. Hopefully, Somebody's listening. Hopefully you're listening. And I think to myself, I was thinking this yesterday, you know, our church is bigger than the physical church that meets on Sunday morning here mm-hmm. at this location. Absolutely. And, you know, our online campus, the amount of people that are hearing the gospel, the amount of people who are responding, I've I've gotten texts from people um, from different continents. Yeah about stuff that we've said. And I think to myself, I would have never thought that God would use me, someone who does not like social media. Yeah. You know, and I have to get over those things, right. I get. But God chooses to use certain modes so that people can hear hear the gospel, can grow. And those people on other continents have the Holy Spirit just like I do if they're a believer. Absolutely. And, and I think to myself... You know, we did we did one, um, what was that, 41-second um, uh, 
Dalton, bring your mic up so you can talk for a second here. We did, we did, we did uh, a forty-one second clip. I think it was. Mm -hmm. And how many how many views did we have? Well, we have a few of those, but our most viewed one is at twenty thousand right now. Wow, twenty thousand. It doesn't like that doesn't mm-hmm. compute in my mind. Of course, I'm not a guru on social media, um, but I think to myself, okay, God decided that He wanted to use us, and He chose to use an 18 year old, and 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 it's like, okay, who would have known mm-hmm. that God wanted to do something, right? Mm-hmm. And He's using something that we've I've never done avoided, before, basically, yeah, avoided because we were scared and we've never done it that way oh yeah and you know and i think okay you know we have to be open to what the spirit of god wants for us in order to share his message yeah um and it's okay that it's scary it's okay that it's the unknown actually it's even better because that throws us on on god and throws we're dependent on him exactly and and so to know that even in the physical building you know we're growing even in the physical building people are hearing about jesus that they're growing and they're mm-hmm. they're being challenged to grow in their faith. But There's a greater scope. I was gonna say beyond the physical building, we're building the kingdom. And whether it's your videos, my videos, the podcasts, what's happening here, our church going out. Yeah, it's the ripple of the kingdom growing. And and <clears throat> it's hard for me to believe that God would not be pleased with that. Yeah, I, I you know. As much as I don't like hearing myself, <laughs> seeing myself, yeah. I don't like spending a lot of time on social media for a lot of reasons. But, you know, I think, you know, this is, okay, maybe this is something God wants to use. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he's using it and uh, in spite of us, yeah. in spite of what we're doing. But what scares me is this, you know, okay, so let's say, let's say that 20 per, or 1% of 20,000 is what? Two? 2,000? 2,000? Is it? I don't know. 200. <laughs> 200. Dalton, I, two, you're the, you're, 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 who's, who's doing math here? Doing, I'm not good at math. You're not good at math? No. Okay, hold on. 200. Okay. Okay, 200. What if, what if 200 people, 1%, Jackson County, you know, yep. you were in Jackson County, Michigan, right? Yep. What if, one percent decided I need to get into a church. Okay, mm. and it wasn't even rise. What yeah. if two hundred people decided for the churches in Jackson County we're going to start going? Yeah, we're going to start trying to connect with God and figure out who do you. How about ten percent? That's two thousand. Yep. Like the impact that the churches in Jackson County could have. Yeah. For the sake of Christ, right? That's an important thing. Are we ready even for one percent? It no. gives me a headache. Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like I'd eat sweets right now yeah. because of it, you know. But I think, okay, listen, if this is what God wants to do, I'm sure back in 1971, Rives Junction Baptist Church wasn't necessarily ready for no. that either. They weren't expecting farmers to leave their tractors running in the field. Yeah, for weeks. We're going to leave the tractors in the field, and we're going to go to this thing that's happening because we see God moving. Yeah. And the thing of it is we need to remain open because the Spirit of God used uses different modes yeah. to deliver the water. Different vessels. He, he uses different things <clears throat> at different mm-hmm. times. And 
maybe he's just choosing to use us in this little way, and maybe he's choosing something bigger. Yeah. I don't know. What I don't want to do is miss it. Hey, absolutely. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to be like <clears throat> surfing and, oh, there's a wave coming, then it passes me, and, and I miss what the Spirit of God is doing. I, I don't want us to do that. And I'm excited because, I mean, we have a you know a group of people here who are, excited, who are getting, I can see the momentum. People yeah. are getting excited about Jesus oh, yeah. and and growing in their faith and trusting God in ways that they've never trusted God before. Yeah. Which is That's all you want as a pastor. That's I, you want people to to make this relationship their own, not come look at me on the stage. Yeah, don't it's, ask. Don't, it's not about me. I'm just a talking head. Yeah. You know, it's a monologue. Yeah. I say my stuff and you we say want, amen. We want to equip the saints. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. We're doing, supposed right? to equip, yeah. Which is harder. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I always think to myself, more people, I don't know how other churches do it that have multiple campuses. Oh. To be honest, I yeah. don't, I, that just, mm. yeah. Because there's, there's a verse in the Old Testament that says this, where, where there are no oxen mm-hmm. in the barn, the barn is clean. Which means the more people that you have, the dirtier the mm-hmm. barn gets, right? Mm-hmm. People bring their stuff. Mm-hmm. We all have our stuff, and we and it, it becomes messy. And the thing of it is, as we learn and as we are challenged to deal with the messiness of humanity, we yeah. all have it, right? Yeah. That's actually what grace is best at. Mm. Dealing with the messy. Yeah. You know, and church is not for the perfect. I mean, if you want a perfect <laughs> church, don't come here. Don't come here. <clears throat> don't come to this church because we're not perfect. No. Um, but what we are is passionate, you know, excited. Um, and some people I'm a little, say I'm a little too passionate. <laughs> a little too passionate. <laughs> My mom always says, stop yelling. Why are you yelling all the yeah. time? I'm like, mom, I'm just, just, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited, man. God's worked in my life. Oh, yeah. you know, so anyway, yeah. But, you know, with the whole, you know, getting back to the revival thing, you know, I think we need to be very careful not to discredit mm-hmm. or to just jump in and believe easy, Yeah. right? We need to test it, and the test is... The word of God, like, what is it? What is it actually creating in people? What is it yep. developing in people? And does it line up with the word of God? We believe the word of God is our is our absolute truth, mm-hmm. absolutely true, all the time. Um, and I don't think we need. I know we don't need. God has given us that. That's His revelation yeah. to us, and we use that as our guide. And so, as we hear about these things happening. If it happens here, I would say the very same thing. Yep. Is what happening? It can't stay here. It can't stay here. And that, that would line up with the word of God because That's, you yep. look at the book of Acts. Yeah. It didn't stay in Jerusalem. Absolutely. Now he told them to wait, stay here and wait. They waited 50 days. You know, mm-hmm. you guys wait and, and see what happens. And then after the spirit of God came, dispersed. Yeah. They were dispersed and yeah. they did ministry. Yeah. And, you know, they told people about Jesus and people, churches were created, you know, the Philippian church, the Colossian church, the Galatian church, the Ephesian church, you know, Corinthians, mm-hmm. all that. And then, you know, of course, we have the Apostle Paul. But, yeah, super Christian. Super Christian, you know, 
Yeah. I'm here on the scene, yeah. ready to do it. Yeah. So anyway, that's where I'm. That's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing. Yeah. No, I I think that's good. Uh, I think we're probably getting close to a time limit here. Our our director our didn't producer cut us off. Yeah, our producer didn't cut us off. Cut us. We're at about fifty minutes. Okay. So. Yeah. Oh, we're so good. Pretty yeah. good. But we're good. Anyway, why don't you why don't you give like a closing a closing thought? Yeah, like okay. and then the whole invite. How how do you want him to do that? This is new. This is new to us. I don't know. Wing it. Okay, we'll I'm gonna it wing out. it. So closing so, thoughts. Let me hear your music <clears throat> before you. You can cut all this out, right? Yeah, you could. Okay. Yeah. So what what do you have for like uh, outro outro music? Nothing really yet. We just have. Let me hear uh, what you have. This is all we got. <laughs> yeah, it's a little... I feel like dancing. It's <laughs> <That was> pretty <laughs> fun. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right, you want to close? Yeah, no, you close. Closing thoughts. Yeah. Closing thoughts. Um, revival is real. The Holy Spirit is real, and he's at work. We can't discredit that. No. We shouldn't pray for the revival. We should pray for the ripple. Yeah. You know, we don't want to just pray for something to happen at a place. We want for the Holy Spirit to be at work in somebody's lives. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, revival is God's fingers pointed <laughs> right here, which is a terrifying, terrifying thought. I'd rather not think about that. Me either. Like, um, uh, And we are so excited about this podcast, and we just talked for an hour without even noticing. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy listening. And if you have some relevant things you want to hear two pastors talk about, send them our way at um, our office email, office at Rives Church. Um, or follow us on all our social media. Dalton will edit a thing in there with all of it. Just follow us on our social media. We'll have short clips, long clips, and sermon clips. And Are we going to have more guests on? Like, I, we would love to start that. bringing some guests on. Yeah. So the whole idea of this podcast is you get to see our gifts a lot. You see JP up on stage. You can see me on stage. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, the youth group sees me using our gifts. And I think the idea of, of church in general and a podcast like this is we get to share the limelight. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some topics that we might not necessarily know the most about. Um, and so we, we can bring um, we can bring visitors and guests in that can talk to those things and, and be passionate and use their gifts and kind of speak to things and... Kind of, kind of. Um, my youth pastor used to call it locking shields. Kind of mm. just rubbing shoulders and locking shields with people in the church to to use their gifts and share what God's done for them and doing for them and speak to relevant topics that maybe maybe people aren't sure about. That's uh, about it. Thanks for listening. Yep. We'll see you guys next time. Yep.